Welcome to Voices of Indianapolis, where we explore the narratives of innovators, collaborators, and communicators shaping our city. I'm Jeff Edge, your host on this journey. Join us as we uncover their strengths, glean insights into their views of Indianapolis, and unravel the qualities that make them exemplary role models. Through candid conversations, we aim to illuminate their impactful projects, collaborations, and communication efforts that are propelling our community forward. Together, we'll celebrate these influencers, fostering inspiration and dialogue to forge a stronger, more united Indianapolis. Hi everyone, my name is Anneli Pacheco. I use she, her pronouns. A little bit about me, I graduated from IU Bloomington with a degree in international studies during that time. I also minored in gender studies and human sexuality. So my background is in reproductive justice, international human rights law, and I moved to Indianapolis to be a part of Girls Inc. of Greater Indianapolis, and I am in high school programming, and so the program that I run is called Young Women in Leadership. We are at the Girls Inc. office for a monthly session. We are launching at Edna Martin Christian Center in January 2024. We are also at Indianapolis Metropolitan High School and Heron High School. From like point A to point B, like fresh out of high school, how did you get to where you are now? Mm, okay, so fresh out of high school, you have to understand I am a woman of color and I was going to high school in a very rural, very predominantly white area. And so for me, I knew it was super important that I needed to get out of home, go somewhere, go to the furthest and the cheapest option. And so for me, I'm a 21st century scholar. And so I always knew from seventh grade that I needed to go to school in Indiana. And so when I was researching, um, IU Bloomington stuck out to me because it had the field that I wanted to go into. I knew I wanted to understand international relations and study languages. And so that seemed like the perfect spot. They had a very generous amount of funding for me. And so I, went there and I would highly recommend doing what I did where I was able to go into a living learning community. And so this was a freshman floor of people doing um, similar degrees to me in the same school, the Hamilton Luger School of Global and International Studies. And that was a great space for me as a freshman in Bloomington. And then from there, I knew that I wanted to add on minors and so gender studies came and then human sexuality came along with that. Uh, I studied Turkish. I studied Arabic for a semester. So uh, yeah, after that I knew that um, during my courses that the international system is so messed up, so um, corrupt and unjust and so I knew that I didn't want to go into the United Nations or um, government and so I looked into the nonprofit field and I saw Girls Inc. as an opportunity to empower uh, young people that may have come in positions that I was in as a kid. Uh, so would you say uh, a lot of your childhood and growing up there was really what pushed you to do that? Absolutely. I would say uh, the way that I grew up I moved around a lot as a kid and so for me it was really important that I understood myself. And in the high school that I grew up with, it was so much that I was always, I would say, in a fishbowl, kind of being watched. 
Um, I was the only Latina on my show choir. I was doing two show choirs in high school. Um, I was active in a lot of clubs like art club and National Honor Society. And so just already having these expectations on me, um, I think it pushed me to want to help people so that they weren't like me, where in high school, I will say I was a very angry kid. I was absolutely that kid senior year where as soon as I got that college acceptance letter and understood what was set for me for the following fall, I knew, I was like, okay, I really don't wanna be in school. I barely went to class, um, but no one really said anything because I was still getting my A's and I was still attending my extracurriculars. And so I think from then on I knew like I wanted to help people who maybe were under my circumstances as well. Any like anything was there anything that kind of like shocked you when you got into that field of work? So maybe this is a little too personal, but I think something that shocked me working with teenagers, working with someone who is 15, 16, 17 um, minors. I think something that shocked me was how me as an adult now seeing kids, it was shocking to me that someone could see me at 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 and think that I was mature for my age and think that I was an adult. Um, and so I think being an adult now, it was really challenging stepping into the nonprofit world and seeing how we are actively engaging in the adultification of youth of color. Hello. Hi. Uh, to begin off my section, of how many questions did he ask again? Did Luke ask three? It's not a competition. No, it's not a competition. I'm just asking. Uh, what is your typical day-to-day? -day? What's your work like? Yeah, my kids ask this a lot. So my schedule is a hybrid schedule. So Mondays and Fridays, I'm working from home. Usually for me, I don't really like to work from my household. I like for that space to be personal. So I like to work in the community. I like to be at Tease Me Community Cafe. I like to be at the library. I like to be uh, at my favorite co-working space called The Haverstick. It's a really great space. If you ever go there, it's completely free. They're amazing there. And Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm in the office. But Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I also have programs. So um, a, a Monday night from 530 to 8, I might have a program at the office. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm at Indianapolis Metropolitan High School. Uh, Wednesdays after school, I'm at Heron High School. And then I might work the occasional Saturday doing a program at the office. Uh, throughout how long have you been in this uh, career? Yeah, so this was my first job right out of uh, college. So before that, I was working for another nonprofit called All Options. And so I was an intern for the Hoosier Abortion Fund during my last year of college. Uh, so from the beginning to now, uh, what is your biggest achievement? I think... For me, my biggest achievement was being able to say that I support myself independently. Uh, 
it's important that you understand I came from a very matriarchal family where uh, a lot of my aunts and my mother were conditioned to believe that they needed a man to support themselves and to be supported by a man. And so for me, it's really empowering that I can say I'm a 20-something in a city living by myself, well, with my cat as well, uh, in a <laughs> two-bedroom apartment. That's that's probably my biggest accomplishment, being able to say that I support myself. I have uh, a space to myself, and um, I don't rely on others, but I do have a great support system. Uh, can you give an example of some of the people, not just a gen- an example of some of the people you've worked with before? Just, just right, right now, more of not throughout. Your, like, who you're working with right now? What people? Like coworkers or uh, people that I'm supporting. You're, you're with my helping, services. yeah. The people you're helping. Yeah. So I think in a lot of the kids that I work with, I can see parts of myself. So um, I was in foster care for a bit as a kid, and so um, I work with kids who are in the system. I work with a lot of um, queer kids. I'm also a queer person. I work with a lot of youth of color. I'm also a woman of color. And so I think for me, I've been able to see little parts of myself in the kids that I work with, and it's really shown me that uh, the community you create is a kaleidoscope. One last question, and I'll be done. Uh, What is the purpose of the name uh, Girdles Inc.? Why was that the name decided? Yeah, Girls Incorporated. Uh, So Girls Inc. of Greater Indianapolis is an affiliate. So Girls Inc. is a national organization. And so I can tell you that uh, dedicated to empowering youth from ages 6 to 24 years old, uh, this nonprofit affiliate has been serving girls in Indiana for 55 years. Whoa. So we have quite a bit of history in this area. Uh, Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, next up is Phoenix. Um, you said that you like to help people. That's mm-hmm. something I personally picked up on. Um, so do you think some people are truly unable to be helped? Mm. That's a really good question. That's a heavy question. Yeah. Uh, so this is something I was definitely studying at IU. Uh, in my courses because a lot of my courses were focused on human rights bodies of law focused on social issues throughout the world and so I think as someone with a service mindset it's important for me to understand that people have circumstances and people sometimes have the mindset that they want to help themselves and some people who need even that coaching to understand that they can help themselves. I don't think anyone is beyond help, but I do think that there are people who need that coaching and support to understand that they have autonomy and understand that they can work towards their goals. Did that answer your question? Yeah. Um, Do you believe in stubborn people? Like It kind of ties into the previous question. In stubborn people? Yeah, like people can be stubborn, you know? Oh, absolutely. I I definitely think that um, negativity is addicting. 
I know I've definitely been in that space before where uh, I just didn't think that anything was going to get better. Um, I think people have seasons of stubbornness, but I don't think people stay stubborn. What type of skills do you use to navigate through that? Do I use? Yeah. So I think when I was in seasons of negativity, it was first understanding, do I want to be helped or do I want to be heard? Because I think there's a big difference in that. Do I just want someone to hear me and let me have that space to talk about what I'm going through? Or do I want someone to be by my side and actively help me through my situation? And so I would say a big thing with that is working on your relationship with yourself and being able to say that you know yourself, you're comfortable with spending time with yourself and you're able to see those signs of, am I going into that space again? Or how can I get myself out of this space if I'm already in it? So yeah, I would say the biggest skill in that is being able to know yourself and being able to advocate for yourself, knowing your needs. Thank you. Uh, problems you might have during work, maybe? Oh, okay. Uh, so in nonprofit work, I think it is really important that you're able to navigate changing systems and that you're able to navigate uh, things that might happen last minute. I, I've learned, and I will always say this, um, there is such a thing as being too prepared. And so for me, it's being able to say that I have my plan, but I'm also able to adjust based on circumstances day of. And so a lot of the time this looks like, hey, okay, I set up this program for, we'll say 24 kids and only 18 showed up that day. And just being able to navigate that, like in the moment, and so I would say that problem solving has come very easy to me in nonprofit work. I know with things changing all the time is what it feels like, that can be very stressful to people. But I think for me, it's also shown me that I enjoy having that autonomy and that creativity in the work that I do. Okay, thank you. Um, has there been any negative interactions that you've had that have pushed you to be where to get for you to get who you are now? Yeah, I would say that um, what comes to mind for this is microaggressions, and so I would say that there I can always reflect on times where little Annie Ellie was being faced with expectations that were lower than what I had for myself. And so those moments of being faced with a microaggression, I think really became a source of motivation for me. Was there a time in any part, so like say, say the Close to the end of high school to in college, was there a time where you were going to be like, nope, never mind, and go somewhere else? I was like a different path, I guess. 
I think because I was a 21st century scholar and it was nailed into me from seventh grade that um, I wouldn't have to pay for college tuition, I knew that I wanted to go to college because I've said this to a lot of people in my adult life, I was too dumb not to go to school uh, because <laughs> I didn't have a lot of those uh, street skills, a lot of those life skills to be able to uh, support myself as an entrepreneur right out of high school. And so I think a lot of the time people think that you have to be a certain amount of book smart, you have to be whatever level of intelligence to go to college, when I genuinely don't think that's the case. I think a lot of people have to go to college because they don't have a diverse skill set. And so for me, I really had my heart set on uh, what was formerly known as IEPUI, but again, that funding just didn't come through. And so IE Bloomington, because again, it was the cheapest free and it was the furthest away from home. It was three hours away from home. Okay, and so throughout your high school and college, did you do volunteering work? Absolutely, yeah. So was there a point in time during your volunteering that you felt helped you even more get to the path that you are now? I think yes. I just don't think as a high schooler I would have known that it was going to help me that way. Um, but yeah, I was actively volunteering in my community with the Humane Society, um, with my show choir, we were expected to do hours of community service, doing caroling, of course, during the holiday season. Um, we did food drives, uh, National Honor Society. We would do uh, a whole day of packing meals for the community. So it, at the time, I think I was doing it because I wanted to stay out of the house and I didn't want to be home. But I think as I kept doing it, um, it taught me that I liked being involved in my community. I liked helping others. Um, and it also taught me that putting in this time into myself made other people want to invest in me. And so um, I traveled internationally when I was a high schooler because I would go to Lucas Oil Stadium and I would work 12, 15, 17 hour days and that paid for my uh, travel to Costa Rica, Ireland, London, Wales. Was there certain skills that you felt like you had to get rid of in order to get here? Yeah, absolutely. I think a big thing for me was uh, procrastination, you know, putting things off until the last minute. I definitely had to work on that uh, because there was a certain point in my life where I was like, well, uh, actually, I've noticed if I just like put it off to the deadline, this essay, uh, the way I write, I keep getting A's on my essays. And the one time that I took my time and really laid out the essay, I got a B, and that just really upset me. And so maybe I should take this as a sign that procrastination does work for me. Uh, and that's not the case. It's really that. Uh, I like deadlines, I like being motivated. And so understanding how to um, make my environment work for me really killed my procrastination. Would there be advice that you'd give to younger you? Ah, okay. I would tell younger Annie Yelly, ooh, so many things. I think I would tell her 
you're gonna get out don't think that only one person can be your support system because i believe that for a really long time that uh only one person could be my support system instead of really understanding that my family wanted to help me um a lot of my friends wanted to help me but i think as a teenager i really believed it was only one person thank you yeah of course okay so my first question is well first i'm going to tell you i really like your name it's super cute it's Thank like you. beautiful. Thank you. Okay, so my question is, do you ever feel like you've invested too much time and like parts of your life into your teenagers, into the teenagers that you worked with? Mm, no, because I have a thing called work-life balance. And I really <laughs> had to work on that um, when I was in college because when I was working for the Hoosier Abortion Fund, it was really difficult to... Um, hear what people were going through and having to help them find funding especially if uh my fund didn't have enough money for them and so i knew that i liked working with people and being in direct services but having to understand what that emotional labor was and what i needed to do outside of work to pour into myself and so uh when I was in college, I started the habit of going on solo dates and making sure that I was working on my relationship with myself. And so I don't think at this point in my career, I don't have a work-life balance. I would say that I'm pretty good at it. And so I don't think I've had that moment where I'm like, oh, I, I put too much time into my work. No. Okay. Um. Do you feel like the work you do and the things that you stand for are seen in your parenting methods? Ooh. <laughs> wow. Maybe, maybe so. Um, I personally know I don't want to have kids. Um, Wait, I thought you had... I have, I have a child, but he's a fur child. <laughs> I've had him since I was 13, so uh, you could say that I was a teen mom, but <laughs> he's a cat. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You're okay. No, but I do want to talk about this because uh, I'm an aunt, and so I have nieces and nephews. I've been an aunt since I was 12, um, so I've been taking care of kids from a really young age since I was a kid, and so um, when I do have that time with kids, I will say that I, I like giving them structure. I like making sure that they're out in the community. And so I, I think that is something that's reflected from my work, um, being involved with the community and giving structure to youth. Uh, because when I would have my niece come and visit me, I would make sure that she had a routine of getting the guest bed made, making sure that she took care of herself by you know, getting ready, eating, and then I would have her practice her Spanish because that's really important to me. And then uh, once she was done with you know, getting ready for the day and putting time into herself, I would ask her what she would want to do. And I would make sure that it was something fun, like going to new fields or um, going and trying a new food. Uh, so last time she visited me, we went and got Korean corn dogs together. Were they good? They were really good. Um, do you think you've seen a positive change in the young adults that you've worked with for long periods of time? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, kids want to be in the programming space over time. They might be super reserved or um, 
not want to engage with the activities but over time they want to show up to girls inc they want to be in that space they want to be heard um and they want to voice their opinions and i think that's the biggest change seeing kids learn about themselves and them actively wanting to be a part of the girls inc community would you sacrifice your passion to prove to prove your point of financial freedom to the women in your family that is a good question. I've always said that I'm someone who doesn't work for um, a certain salary or for um, a certain value to place on myself. And so it would be more important for me to enjoy the work that I'm doing rather to enjoy a salary because at the end of the day you could be making a fair amount of money and still find a way to be miserable versus you enjoy what you do for work you pour into your cup and you're able to have a life outside of that and so I think for me it's more important that I'm able to enjoy my work environment pour into my cup, and then get to doing the fun things that I like to do outside of work, like going to the farmer's market, thrifting, painting. Um, I like to do a lot of cooking on the weekends. I like to go to the gym on the weekends. Um, yeah. What would you say your most used skill in your field of work is? I would absolutely say my skill of creativity. Like I said, being able to problem solve on the day of, uh, I really like creating content for youth. And so for me, I love being on Canva, creating handouts, creating engaging presentations. And aside from that, I would say that my creativity has allowed me to navigate a work environment where it was really up to me to set up this program because I'm the only program coordinator for the Young Women in Leadership program. And so understanding what creative freedom meant to me and understanding it as something positive rather than something daunting to people, right? Because a lot of people like structure in their work. For me, understanding that I had the freedom to create that structure and um, make this program personalized to the people that I was working with. Thank you. Thank you very much. Let's take a moment to thank our amazing sponsor, Paradigm Games, for this episode, your ultimate destination for tabletop gaming excitement, conveniently located at 2479 North Meridian Street, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46208. But wait, that's not all, folks. Paradigm Games is not just your average game store. They are the proud hosts of the Wednesday Lorcana League Nights, where the action starts at 6.30 p.m. For just $10, you'll get a spot on the sheet and a booster pack to jump into the thrilling world of Lorcana. Plus, you'll be battling it out for monthly promos that'll leave you hungry for more. But wait, Paradigm Games has something special for all you Pokemon enthusiasts out there. Join them every Sunday from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. for Pokemon League. And the best part? It's completely free. Gather your best decks, trade cards, and meet fellow trainers in the ultimate showdown. So whether you're a board game fanatic or a Pokemon trainer, Paradigm Games is your go-to destination for gaming fun in Indianapolis. Support our sponsor because they support your passion. 
Uh, once again, will you tell the audience who you are and what you do? Yeah, of course. My name is Anieli Pacheco. I use she, her pronouns, and I am a program coordinator for the Young Women Leadership Program here at Girls Inc. of Greater Indianapolis. Mm, and tell us about Girls Inc. So Girls Inc. of Greater Indianapolis is a nonprofit organization dedicated to empowering youth from ages 6 to 24. We do this through impactful programs in central Indiana that are focused on education, healthy self, advocacy, and leadership development. Our mm. mission is to inspire all girls to be strong, smart, and bold. So Girls Inc. of Greater Indianapolis has been an affiliate of the National Girls Inc. organization here in Indiana for 55 years. We have five programs, Empower Hub for middle school and elementary, mm. Eureka from eighth grade through high school, and then Young Women in Leadership Program, that's my high school program, the Alumni or Project Accelerate Program, and we also have summer camp programming. What I was thinking of, how, how much time per week do you spend working with Girls Inc.? So it's my full-time job, but I would say my programming hours could be up to 10, but it doesn't really happen that way, especially mm. working with the schools where uh, one day they might have a fire drill so I can't be there, or um, they cancel clubs after school so I can't be at a different site. Did you ever do the true colors test? What's G that? Green, orange, blue, uh, or gold. I guess what I'm thinking of is, you know, greens are very forward thinkers they think in terms of the future they're very good at the big ideas oranges are the opposite they're very good at the here and the now i'm curious do you um are you ever involved in any of those girls inc meetings where you talk about hey this is what this is what our mission for the year is or this is what it should be do you have a a hand in any of that that planning a little bit we did our strategic planning um this would have been last spring mm -hmm. And so we got to understand a bit about ourselves with self-assessments, but I haven't taken that okay. assessment. You were talking about the mission, the long-term mission. Are there any short-term objectives that uh, you're trying to accomplish in the next year? I, you know, it's December now. What's mm -hmm. Girls Inc. going for in the next three months? Yeah, I would say for us, the biggest thing is always making sure that we're having high impact. And so to us, that means mm -hmm. having consistent programming as well as making sure that we're consistently recruiting and making sure that we are allowing the max amount of kids to be a part of our programs you have big events coming up in the, the timeline with, oh yeah we got this we got this big meeting coming up in march oh uh, we don't have a large meeting of sorts i will say we just renovated our office okay. through the lowe's project and so we are hoping to have like an open house and kind of get the community to see the revamp our office has had so mm. that'll be coming up in 2024 i can't tell you an exact date okay but that is coming up um aside from that i would say something that i look forward to is the cummins advocacy day and so that's for mm. my program where kids are going to be able to understand um, how to make a public statement. They're going to understand what a CEO does. They're going to get to have a networking opportunity with a few panelists from Cummins, and then they'll get to go to the state house. They'll get to talk to their representative about this bill. That's great. And you state their case, advocate for themselves as well as others who they know. So for me, that's a really impactful event that we do. Aside from that, I always look forward to mock interviews in spring. Mm. 
because we get a lot of women involved in the community. So mm-hmm. we have people from the Colts. We have people from uh, J.P. Morgan and Chase. We have people from Eli Lilly, Salesforce, Cummins come and volunteer their time to perform two rounds of mock interviews for kids who were interested in their career field. And okay. it's just a really great space for people to share their knowledge and for kids to take that in. I think exchanging experiential knowledge is huge for high schoolers. All these uh, great opportunities you just mentioned, going to the state house, doing mock interviews, is this all, you know, if, if I have some of my kids who want to get involved in this, is this just a straight through course where it's, all right, you're, you, you're doing all these things under, you know, one 12 week program and you got to sign up at this date. Is that how it works? Or is it kids are jumping in, jumping out kids, you, you have a database of kids. Mm-hmm. How, how exactly does that work with you getting the outreach with students? Yeah. So I will say that there are kids who are with us for the whole year. There are kids who are with us for a semester. There are kids who are with us for a few sessions. Okay. And so it, did you say is eight a to 24? Yeah, okay. six to six to 24. Are there, are there, do you find that there are kids who you worked with when they were eight and they're still in the program at 20 years old? We have kids who are girls ain't girlies who have been with us since they were able to join from summer camp and are now uh, getting ready to enter our alumni program. Okay. Yeah. yeah I've only been with Girls Inc. of Greater Indianapolis for a year, but this absolutely happens where people will drop their kids off for summer camp and say, I was a part of Girls Inc. <laughs> summer camp. Are there any, because I think you said it's it's been going for 50 years. Yeah, 55 years big, we just celebrated. Are there some big success stories where it's like, man, this is it. Kamala Harris would work with Girls Inc. or somebody where you're like, wow, this, look at, look at what can happen. Uh, I'm not sure. I feel like, a success story for our affiliate personally is Katie Spurka, where she was a part of the Young Woman in Leadership program, and she went to IU, got involved in understanding the STEM field, and okay. then she is now a Eureka program coordinator for oh, cool. our years three through five, and so she's impacting students who have the same interests as her, okay. and so she has a very impactful girls inc journey so when you're talking about going to you know the city council or going to go into the uh the capital or doing trial it sounds like you're you guys are pushing girls mostly towards like either the social sciences or civics or leadership um is that the skill set or could it be anything entrepreneurial i guess um are you specifically looking for students who are going that route? Or could it be like, hey, I want to become a doctor. Well, we don't really offer anything for anybody who wants to go to med school or anything like that. Or is it more about just like leadership and civic skills? So you mentioned doctor. That kid would go through our Eureka program. So that starts from eighth grade all the way through high school. And so for them, I would say, if we had kids interested in STEM, absolutely go through the Eureka program. For kids who want to understand the world and see all these problems and want to understand what they can do about it as a minor, I would say the Young Women in Leadership program. And I do have a lot of kids in my program who are aware of what they care about, 
but they don't yet have the language or the yeah. skill set to Advocacy. really understand what they can do about it. And so that's where I come in. And maybe it, maybe it's more um, to with uh, some of our students today keep going back to the, the word confidence and I think about empowerment and, ju- and mm-hmm. a- advocacy, right? Mm-hmm. It was like teaching kids to advocate for themselves. Yeah, it seems absolutely. to be a really big deal in what you all do, right? Absolutely, especially for my program, the YWOL program. It's really important that my kids understand their relationship with themselves. It's important for me that they know who they are so that they can advocate for themselves, so that they understand what type of work environment is best for myself what type of friend do i want um for them to understand i think about what type of what type of what type of friend i want every day yeah yeah Yeah, what kind of friend do i want to be i think oh that's yeah having that knowledge about yourself is part of the process of understanding what you want for your life after high school interesting one of the things that motivates me is Coach Jordan, who did our first episode. He asked the kids, uh, if you could only pick four people from your life to sit at the dinner table uh, with you, and alive or dead, mm-hmm. past or present, like anybody throughout history or anybody that's uh, old family members, yeah. who, what four people would you pick at your dinner party and why? Um, and that's my motivation is I want to sit, I want a seat at someone else's dinner table. Mm. I want somebody to pick mm-hmm. me and say, I want that guy at my dinner table. That's what drives me. Who are your, who are your four people? Who are my four people at the dinner table? Is there, and is there anybody that would pick you? Hmm. I don't know that. And yeah, I don't know that anyone would pick me at their dinner table. I'm sure there are people, but I guess that's not something that I think think about a lot i don't really think a I lot about uh i'd be honored. what what perception people have of me uh, i i don't i'm not really motivated by what other people think of me i guess sure. so to answer your question of the four people that i would have at my dinner table i would absolutely love to have sonia sotomayor okay so uh i think Supreme she's, Court justice. She's amazing. Yeah, the first Latina uh, Supreme Court justice. I would love to have. I'm going to say. The lead singer of Mr. Wives, uh, mm, because okay. that's a band that I've listened to for the last decade of my life and I feel like they always come out with music that fits the season of my life and whatever I'm going through um I got to see them when they came here in Indy uh I will say uh Priska Dorcas um she came here for an event at the Madam Walker Center I read her book oh okay it is called For Brown Girls with Sharp Edges and Tender Hearts. And there was so much in that book that I felt like I needed to hear. And I let her know that when it came to the Q&A portion of the event. But again, I think mm. I would love to talk with her more. And the last person, the younger version of my mom. I would say yeah, my that's, mom. That's the best one right there. My that's mom the is a teenager or uh, my mom is a little kid. You know who you know who you would be at the dinner table for? Younger version of you. 
I just want to see. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's I think, interesting. I think Annie Ellie at uh, 17 would be very interested to know where yeah. Annie Ellie at 24 is. You might be younger. Use hero. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I got her out of Jay County. I think she'd be very proud about that. I asked that question because I think about that uh, with, and that's my interpretation of Girls Inc. having not worked with Girls Inc. is mm-hmm. that, you know, you empower people to advocate for themselves yeah. and really make their choices. And mm-hmm. and for me, that's I make my choices for I want to be on someone's dinner party. Like I want to work with students and mm-hmm. eventually 30 years from now, they go, I got to meet that guy again. He changed my life. <laughs> you know, I want to yeah. I want to have one last dinner party with him just to understand how his mind works. And I feel like it's not that I think about it's not that I, I care what people think, but I do care what an impact I create. Yes, you know? absolutely. I, and I think that's why I'm so drawn to nonprofits and those direct services. Cause you can yeah. directly see your impact. Man, that's so true. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a series of 10 questions. I call it the Indianapolis 10, <gasps> just rapid fire. Okay. Try, not, try not to okay. think too long about it. Okay. Uh, question one, how long have you lived in Indy? I have lived in Indy for a little over a year now. I moved here because of Girls Inc. of Greater Indianapolis. Where'd you come from? So I came from uh, Jay County. It's a little outside of Muncie, Ball State area. So before that, I was living in Bloomington for college. And so I went back home to kind of figure out what I wanted for my life for a bit, Mm. um, for like the summer. And then I moved here right. Girls some, Inc. some of these questions are gonna be hard if you've been here for a year two what's your favorite spot downtown downtown yeah i would say mass ave for sure uh maybe walking along the canal canal with uh my brother and his dog i bet you love silver in the city i do i, I do say, love silver, silver in the city yeah i like to get uh gifts for friends there oh man yeah. Every, every time they got a little something new. Yeah, my brother, he does his Christmas shopping there, so I love yep. whatever he gets me. Same. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, three, what's your favorite neighborhood? Favorite neighborhood? Oh. I'm going to say my neighborhood. I, I really love where I live. What's your neighborhood? I live, uh, it's off Michigan Road. It's technically called like Westchester Estates, but it's like, college park area by the costco and michigan road if you know where that is i love costco i i do love costco uh so it's great Say no I, more. it's great that i'm like maybe five minutes from costco oh, and i love that area because i genuinely feel comfortable in that area i see a lot of people who look like me a lot of people of color mm-hmm. um a lot of people from all walks of life i love being able to um go to Local restaurants like Manny Thai. Um, uh, we'll get there. Casamaria, Pupuseria. <laughs> yes. They're great. Uh, question four, what's your best, uh, what is the best seasonal activity? You picked the season. Okay, I picked the season. You've been here for a year, so you've experienced uh, yeah. all the seasons. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to say fall. I love picnics. I love uh, going to Eagle Creek. So okay. for me, the, the best thing I did this fall, I went to the Paoli Sculpture Trail right outside mm. of Bloomington. Okay. So a little bit of a hike. Got to see a lot of cool sculptures along the hike and then had a picnic. Where should every tourist go in Indianapolis at least once? 
was there something you did when you first moved to Indianapolis where you said, uh, oh, I, everyone says you got to do this. Uh, got to go to Shapiro's Delicatessen or something uh, like that, you know? I'm going to have to say that anyone who comes to Indy should probably go to Pots and Pans Pie Co. Yep, got to. I, oh, think, I think that would be for the ideal. a for the savory dinner pie or a fruit pie. Savory. I think they should get the Thai chicken curry pot pie. Yeah. If okay. they can't get a hold of that, um, <laughs> a sweet pie is okay. I think their I think their pecan pie is pretty good oh, right now. Man, I love a good pecan pie. Yeah. Uh, what is a great date and or friend group activity? Just in general or in Indianapolis? In Indianapolis. In this is Indianapolis. Yeah. It's all Indianapolis. It's all, it's, uh, this is a love story to Indianapolis. Okay. I'm going to say probably going to Hoosier Heights. I think that would be really fun. Um, for sure, getting some Thai food. Um, other than that, I really enjoyed when I went with my friends right right by me on 86th we went to pottery by you okay. and so that was really fun we did not realize how much time it would take to paint a little thing but it did take like four or five hours and i will say that was really fun did you go to pen and beach pen and beach candle company you go make your own candles no that's a good that's a good activity okay. friend or date you just you go and you smell all the the fragrances and you combine like five of them and make your own candle hmm. it's pretty cool Number seven, this is just a rapid fire best foods. Uh, best foods of Indianapolis. Best pizza? Best pizza. Uh, I'm not the person to ask for that because for a long time when I first moved here, I thought Hot Fox was so good. Oh, man. Um, even though it's a chain. Um, uh, but absolutely, downtown, Basbo. Basbo okay. pizza. Basbo is a good one. Best burger? Best burger. I'm not a hamburger girly. Okay. I really love a turkey burger or... Um, Sir, a, a vegan place. burger. So the turkey burger I like is from Brew Burger. I think Brew it's the best. Good. Brew Burger is good. Yeah. Uh, best taco. Best taco. Oh. Oh. Oh my gosh. Ah, this is this is so awful because I don't know the name of the taco truck, but it is on Michigan Road, right in the parking lot of Save a Lot. There's a Shell gas station facing it. There's a Taco Bell facing it. And I will say those tacos, their quesadilla had me thinking that it was a Friday night when it was, I think, a Wednesday night. That is, <laughs> so. that is the correct answer. I don't know the name. Of it. I don't is, know the name, but I, I know, know it good. when I'm there. <laughs> so good. Um, best chicken sandwich or pork tenderloin? I imagine you're going to say, no, nah, not Chicken sandwiches or pork tenderloin, that not my thing. Yeah, those really aren't my thing. You could, you could pass if you want to. We got your turkey your turkey burger. Yeah, brew burger for sure. Yeah, I don't really have a... Place. Best dessert? Best dessert. Oh, the dessert. red velvet flan from Pupuseria uh, Casa Maria. Oh, Absolutely. Okay. It's on Michigan Road, right around the corner from me. So I, I love going there. It's woman-owned. It's a Salvadoran business. They're amazing. Mm. Uh, what is your favorite Indianapolis experience? Hmm. I'm going to have to say specifically going into 
the Newfields Museum. There is a place that I like to go to when I need to clear my head. Um, I forget exactly the name of the exhibit, but as soon as you enter that first floor, go to your left, and you keep walking, and there's this room where the whole screen is lit up. The ceiling is a whole screen. Um, It's very relaxing, just laying down and looking up at the screen. Uh, Say that one again. What, What was it? It's... I don't know specifically the name of the exhibit, but you walk in, you can sit down or lay down and the entire ceiling is a screen and it changes to different uh, scenes. It normally looks like there's paint being poured. If you've seen those videos, that's kind of what it looks like. That sounds amazing. It's really relaxing. There's one scene in the loop of it where it's just like trees and that's super relaxing, especially well, when you can't nice. see nice green trees right now. Yeah. Uh, who is making Indianapolis a better place right now? Ooh. Try not to say Girls Inc. <laughs> if I can't say Girls Inc., I would have to say I really admire the work of Indiana Youth Group. I really admire the work of MLK Center. I really admire the work of the Damien Center. And I also think Indie Gay Market is, again, another one of those landmarks in the community that is making Indie better and giving that sense of community, especially as someone yeah. who just moved to Indie. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and then last question. What is an opportunity your work has provided you in Indianapolis that you might not have done? I do notice that working with nonprofits and doing volunteer work is that uh, very quickly you start to amass a, uh, a list of opportunities and connections where you say, man, I wouldn't have done that if I hadn't been doing this work with Girls Inc. or wherever. Yeah, absolutely. I really love when I get to go to corporate spaces with my kids and show them that they belong in those spaces and that um, they can see that in their future if that's something that they want. And so I've really enjoyed being able to take kids during the summer to the Eli Lilly building and tour there. I really enjoyed when I got to work with another nonprofit called the next it girl. Okay. And I went to their event with my kids from Heron high school. We went to the Salesforce building and it was sponsored by one of the Salesforce affinity groups. And so that was really cool to be in that space and see people who were telling my kids, you don't have to be, in a STEM background to be involved in Salesforce and you can work your way into this and just being in a space where they wanted to share their experiential knowledge and let these kids know that things are possible for them that they might not see for themselves. Sure. Uh, And then I guess before I I, I get you out of here, I'm I'm very uh, interested. I noticed that the kids on the podcast they're not i i always say be selfish because they're not selfish yeah that's something that my mom told me a lot and (laughs) i absolutely stick to that they spend a lot of time asking you questions Mm -hmm. to hear your perspective which is great but at the same time surprised i'm I'm trying to push them to take opportunities and tell people who you are and so i wish one of them had asked me hey can i get your information i'd love to talk more or you know if they have their own linkedin getting connected through that 
And that's just it, making those connect, make, making a Google Doc at the very least. I mean, LinkedIn's the better yeah. way to do it, but uh, just like, hey, these are the people I know, and here's the opportunities they offer. Um, My network. Yeah, just open up that mm -hmm. network. What would you say, and, and is it just open for the girls in the class, or would you recommend, like, what could the boys do? Is there anything, like, how do they get involved? Because I assume I could volunteer, right? I have a film background so. and things yeah. like that. So I was I was curious too. I have a lot of girls interested in becoming animators. Is that an opportunity you have? I personally don't have that, that opportunity with my young woman in leadership program, but I know the Eureka program does. Okay. So that would be something for them to look into, especially they I know they recruit starting in eighth grade but you could join as a ninth or tenth okay. grader um that's absolutely possible they're running into issues with internships where um they you have usually have to be 16 or over and what mm -hmm. i appreciate at least about your program is that there's opportunities for kids as young as eight or six i think you said and so the, oh, yeah so what, for sure connecting them to volunteer opportunities and then uh once they get into high school there are opportunities with the Eureka program to be an intern when you're in 11th and 12th grade. Okay. And then with my program, we definitely focus on community action projects. Do they have any high school credit programs for a freshman or a sophomore? Not for a freshman or sophomore. Okay. No, but juniors and seniors, if they didn't want to do an internship, they could. The program get that credit. you, the, sorry. Uh, the program that you were talking mm -hmm. about with going uh, to doing all the, the mm -hmm. civic work, is that just open to juniors and seniors or is that open to everybody too? That's open to everyone. So yeah. um, I and will say I could get them the high school I, credit. I will say at Indianapolis Metropolitan High School, Girls Inc. is a class. And so they are able to get credit. Awesome. Yeah. What do we need to do for that? That's anyone. Uh, so for that, you would get in contact with our office and you would say, hey, we want to be a young woman in leadership site. And so okay. we would make a partnership agreement and you would be able to say, okay, we can guarantee that we have a space for this program. We can guarantee that we would be able to recruit enough people for this program. And so with my program, I especially love that I don't only have girls in my program spaces. Good. Not everyone uses she, her pronouns. Good. So she, her, she, they, they, them, he, they even. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, that's awesome. And that, that's why I always have to ask. I, I tell the kids, too, I say, uh, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. Yeah. And so now it's like, all right, let's, let's get a site going over here. Because yeah. uh, just trying to build a school that kids want to come to that have those opportunities, I think, mm -hmm. is really important. Because... Uh, at a lot of schools, your opportunity is you sit here and you do this math all day. And then you yeah. go do some English and then you do some mm -hmm. social studies and some science and you go home. And then with this program, it is so much about what the kid wants. And so it's really important to us that we survey their interests. And this happens throughout any Girls Inc. program where we want to see what they've already done, how they view themselves as a leader and keeping track of that. And understanding what they want with their Girls Inc. experience yeah. and making sure that that happens. Well, thank you so much for coming by. Of course. Is thank you any, for having me. Is there anything else you want to promote? 
Absolutely. So the Young Women in Leadership Program is offered at Indianapolis Metropolitan High School. We're offered at the Girls Inc. office on a monthly basis. We are launching at Edna Martin Christian Center Tuesdays after school starting in January, January 16th. We are also at Heron High School. So you are able to find the Young Women in Leadership at a high school, at our office, and at Edna Martin Christian Center, we are offered for free. We are offered at our office with a participation participation fee that also has a sliding scale for need-based funding. Okay. So we are accessible. We are throughout the Indianapolis community. Join us. You want to drop your email if anybody needs to contact you or not? Yeah, so you can email me at A-P-A-C-H-E-C-O at girlsincindy.org. Thank you so much. Thank you.